Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. I'm Rachel Lippman, in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead on the podcast, billionaire Kenneth Griffin has criticized Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker for a wave of crime in Chicago. But Griffin's own companies have invested heavily in gun and ammunition manufacturers. You absolutely cannot be a voice about crime and murder or shootings on the streets when your company is a major investor in gun manufacturers. That investigation by WBEZ is coming up. First, the news. Illinois says it's trying to make it easier for people negatively impacted by the war on drugs to get marijuana dispensary licenses. Alex Degman reports. The state plans to award 55 licenses by the end of the year. They'll all go to people who meet certain social equity criteria. For example, the majority of the business must be controlled by people who live in an area harmed by past drug enforcement. Majority owners convicted of past drug crimes now eligible for expungement are also included. Applicants won't have to prove they meet the social equity criteria until after their applications are selected in the lottery. Many complain they spend thousands of dollars to prove the criteria only to not be selected. The form requires only the name of the organization, its principal investors, and a $250 application fee. Also, applications will no longer be scored or ranked. I'm Alex Dagman. Illinois Treasurer Michael Frerich says he's moving to distance his office's $27 billion investment portfolio from Russia in light of its war against Ukraine. Frerich says the Illinois Treasury does not have any direct investment in Russia or Russian companies, but there is some indirect investment through mutual funds managed by outside firms. Less than 0.3 percent of our state treasurer's office total assets have exposure to Russian companies, and we're getting out of those. Frerich says the move will protect the state's financial interests as Russia becomes a pariah in the world economy. Governor J.B. Pritzker has also asked the Illinois employee pension systems to review potential divestment from Russian assets. A member of the Progressive Caucus at the St. Louis Board of Aldermen says the city needs to invest some of the millions in RAMS money coming its way in its workers. While federal COVID relief dollars cannot be spent on ongoing expenses like raises, a settlement over the departure of the Rams comes with no strings attached. 13th Ward Alderwoman Ann Schweitzer says the city faces fierce competition for workers from other governments and the private sector. She says the shortage of employees is beginning to affect services, such as recycling. There are five people that we need to hire in refuse in order to resume recycling. doesn't seem like a huge lift, but it really is. There are jobs where you can have a CDL that pay a lot more than our refuse drivers, and we need to be able to attract people to those jobs. You can find Schweitzer's Politically Speaking episode online at stlpr.org. Federal officials have awarded Bi-State Development Agency more than $4 million to upgrade its bus fleet. The funds will help Bi-State replace some of its buses with electric vehicles in the greater St. Louis area. Electric buses release less air pollution than older gas-powered buses. Funding for the project comes from the Federal Infrastructure Bill, which will boost transit funding in the U.S. by about $10 billion over the next five years. Illinois' wealthiest person is financing a big challenge this fall to Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker. 
Billionaire Ken Griffin points to Chicago's surging crime wave as one reason to get Pritzker out of office. But Griffin himself is now being criticized on the issue after WBEZ's Dave McKinney investigated the hedge fund tycoon's financial empire. Last October, Griffin spoke to the Economic Club of Chicago. He's the owner of the Citadel Hedge Fund and its corporate cousin, Citadel Securities. Griffin bemoaned how the city had deteriorated since he'd last appeared before the group. Since I last spoke in 2013, 25,000 of my fellow Chicagoans have been shot. From there, Griffin needled one person for Chicago's surging crime wave. And it is a disgrace that our governor will not insert himself into the challenge of addressing crime in our city. It is a disgrace. But if you look at Griffin's two financial companies, they disclosed to federal security regulators earlier this month that they own more than $86 million worth of shares in gun and ammunition manufacturers as of December. Those manufacturers included gunmakers Smith & Wesson and Sturm Ruger & Company. What's more, WBEZ asked Chicago police for five years worth of violent crime data and the brand names of weapons tied to those crimes. That showed that roughly one in four guns recovered from Chicago homicides since 2017 was made by those two gun companies. Lance Williams is an expert on Chicago street gangs and violence at Northeastern Illinois University. Until we address those issues, those larger systemic issues like investments in gun manufacturing, we're not gonna solve this problem on the streets. Zia Ahmed is a Citadel spokesman. He says that there's no correlation between guns used in violent crimes and Citadel's investments and holdings in gun and ammunition companies. Ahmed describes those investments and holdings as, quote, smaller than infinitesimal in light of the size of our firm. And he notes Chicago police are armed with guns from some of the same companies. Ahmed also says Griffin doesn't get involved in particular stock choices and says Citadel Securities is, quote, obligated to offer investors gun and ammunition stocks to buy and sell. But experts interviewed by WBEZ say nothing is forcing Citadel to be active in the controversial gun and ammunition sector. Tyler Galosh is a former lawyer for the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Based on their holdings, it appears that they have pretty significant engagement and exposure to the sector. And that's a, that's a choice they're making. As for Griffin himself, he steered some of his wealth to anti-violence endeavors like the University of Chicago Crime Lab, which received a $10 million grant from him in 2018. More recently, Griffin has put $20 million into the campaign of Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin. Irvin is one of five Illinois Republicans seeking to unseat Pritzker and has been hitting the governor hard on crime. Asked about Citadel's holdings, an Irvin campaign spokeswoman told WBEZ that Griffin is free to invest in whatever industry he chooses. And Citadel's spokesman says that, quote, trying to tie our tiny, tiny holdings to somehow contributing to violent crime in Chicago is, respectfully, quite a stretch. But Father Michael Flager, an anti-violence advocate and pastor at St. Sabina's Church on Chicago's South Side, says Griffin's statements on crime don't square with Citadel's business strategies. You absolutely cannot be a voice about crime and uh, murder or shootings on our streets when your company is a major investor in gun manufacturers. Um, it's absolutely hypocritical. Flager called on Citadel to scrub its stock sheets of gun and ammunition makers, but Citadel won't say if it intends to maintain or change its financial portfolio. This is Dave McKinney. That piece came to us from member station WBEZ in Chicago.
Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. The music on the Gateway is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Rachel Lipman, and this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.